Well, now that we're on the other side of Thanksgiving, let's talk about Christmas. How many of you have uh, have your Christmas decorations up? Wow. Okay. Uh, you, you should, y'all need to get on the ball here. I don't know what. It's like two people raise their hands. Well, we have most of our Christmas decorations up already. We might add a few more things, but we have most of them up already. How many of you put up your Christmas tree before Thanksgiving? Okay, my family raised their hands. We had ours up. We were, we're one of those people, early decorators is what we had. So we have the tree up as well as the pumpkins in the same you know, house. So that's just the way we did things this year, but that's okay. Okay, how many of you have finished your Christmas shopping? Yeah, Terrell and Sharon. Very good. Wow, y'all are ahead of the, ahead of the curve. And, you know, Black Friday is a good time to gather up maybe some deals and do some Christmas shopping. And we did some of that, but we still have some more to go. Uh, you know how you do it. Maybe your family's like our family. You draw names because there's so many kids or whatever. So you got to draw names and figure out who wants what. So we're still doing all that. But uh, you know, many things happen uh, and need to happen as you prepare for this season, this Christmas season. You, know, you have all the family and gatherings with friends and whatnot. You you bake a lot of cookies. At least some people do. Uh, you wear ugly sweaters, and uh, we'll be doing that as well. Lots of food will be cooked. And decorations will be put up. A lot of effort goes into this Christmas season you know, as you get ready for December. And the decorations, you know, the presents, the cookies, the ugly sweaters, the gatherings, all these things really are mainly ways that we experience Christmas horizontally you know, with our family and friends. These are ways that we experience it together as our, with our family and friends. In other words, uh, I mean, they're not bad. Uh, they can be very good things, but you don't have to be a follower of Jesus. You don't have to be a Christian, decorate your tree, or buy presents, or wear ugly sweaters, or bake cookies, right? I mean, everybody can do that. That's not unique to being a follower of Jesus. Uh, so those ways of preparing are kind of more horizontal ways of preparing. But as a follower of Jesus, we're also concerned with the vertical. We're also concerned with preparing our hearts to worship God during this season. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning as we move into Advent, which begins next Sunday. And the word Advent means uh, arrival or arriving or coming. Uh, it's a way of anticipating the coming of Christ. And so, you know, in the Old Testament leading up to Jesus's birth, they were anticipating the coming of the Messiah. We are reflecting on uh, Jesus's first coming and we are anticipating his second coming. And so we enter this season of Advent. Uh, to celebrate the first coming and anticipate his second coming. And so many of us, like we've already seen, oh, I say many of us, I really didn't see a lot of hands. Some of us have made preparations for Christmas by decorating our houses and whatnot. Uh, But what I want to do is spend some time focusing on how can we prepare our hearts to worship this Christmas season. And to do so, I want to turn to Luke chapter 2. And Luke chapter 2 is probably one of the most uh, most read passages during the Christmas season. I know for our family, even on Christmas morning, this is the passage we read before we open presents. Uh, we, we read it and we look at the birth of Jesus. And so you look at Luke chapter 2, as you're, as you're turning there, I just want to give you uh, kind of the context here for the passage we're going to look at in this chapter. But it is a popular chapter of Scripture. Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 7 speaks of the birth of Jesus. 
uh, being he, Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And then verses 8 through 20 records the angels appearing to the shepherds in the field and announcing the birth of the Messiah. And then in Luke 2, 22 through 38, records Joseph, Joseph and Mary bringing Jesus as an infant to the temple in Jerusalem. And while they were bringing Jesus into the temple uh, to worship and to do the different things they needed to do at this stage of Jesus' life, um, they met two people. And the first person they met was a man named Simeon. And you know, God, had, God had told Simeon that he would not die until he saw the coming of the Messiah. And so when Simeon uh, encounters Joseph and Mary and Jesus, uh, he takes the baby Jesus in his arms, lifts up, lifts up you know, Jesus as an infant, uh, lifts him up in his arms, and he says these words in verses 29 through 32. It says, he praised God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And so while Simeon's doing this, he's holding up uh, Jesus, he's praising God by announcing that God has sent the Messiah and Jesus is this Messiah. Uh, we meet a second person. And the second person is the one I want to look at this morning. And I believe as we look at her example, the example that she has set in her life, we're going to learn how we can worship during this season of preparation as we anticipate the second coming of Christ. And so the second person I want to look at is described in Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 38. And this is what Luke records. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of of Jerusalem. You know, so even though all that we know about Anna is found in just these few verses, she stands out as a very remarkable woman. And so I want to try to answer two questions as we try to uh, learn something from her example as to how we can prepare our hearts to worship during this Christmas season. The first question I want to ask is, who is this woman? And then the second question I want to ask is, how did she prepare her heart to worship while she was waiting for the coming Messiah. So let's consider the first question. Who was this woman? Luke tells us that her name was Anna. Which means grace. Uh, she, Luke also tells us that she was a prophetess. Uh, and this is very significant. Because if you're familiar with the time between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know that there were, there were no prophets in the land during that time period. Hundreds of years passed before a prophet came on the scene and Luke tells us that Anna was in fact a prophetess, which means that she knew and interpreted the word and the will of God for the benefit of the people. So she had great insight into God's word as well as what God was doing. And so this was the gift that God had given Anna. And, God, and Luke tells us also that she was the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. And so Anna is a great example here of a Jewish woman 
who was waiting for the coming of the Messiah and then recognized him when he came on the scene. You know, we often talk about in the New Testament, you know, the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, and we talk about how they rejected the coming of Christ and how they rejected the Messiah. But then you also see examples like this of Anna, uh, this Jewish woman who recognized the coming of the Messiah and embraced him as her Messiah. And so uh, you, I think this is a great time to celebrate uh, her and what she recognized and how she responded. Luke also tells us that she was married for seven years and then her husband passed away. And so what this tells us is that Angel, I mean, Anna was, was no stranger to sorrow and difficulty. You know, life is not easy now for a widow or a widower, uh, but it certainly wasn't easy back in the first century. You know, they didn't have Social Security, they didn't have Medicaid or Medicare, uh, they didn't have hospitals and urgent care and doctor's offices on every corner of their city. Uh, life was more difficult then, especially for a widow. And you know, the Christmas season as a whole, as we enter this Christmas season, it can be a joyous time, a fun time, a time of celebration, but it also can be a time of sorrow and grief as we enter this season without our loved ones that have gone to be with the Lord. And so Anna knew that type of sorrow. And yet we see Anna worshiping. We see her worshiping and anticipating the coming of the Messiah. We also learned that she was advanced in years. And so depending on how you do the math, she was anywhere between 84 and 105 years old. So she was advanced in years. So those of you who are in your 80s, then you may think, well, she must be 105 if she's advanced in years. Um, but for those of you who may be younger than that, then 84 might sound like advanced in years as well. But she was somewhere between that. In other words, she had many years that she has lived. And also many years she has lived as a widow. So Anna was an older Jewish woman who had lost her husband and had the gift of prophecy. This was who she was. So the question now is, how did this woman, in the midst of her life circumstances, God's gifting, and her circumstance, how did this woman continue to worship God as she awaited the coming of the Messiah in the midst of all of life's difficulties? You know, how did she prepare for Christmas, so to speak, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Christ? Well, we see from verses uh, 37 and 38 that she did four things. And I think by looking at these four things, these are things that we can do, I think, that would help us prepare to worship during this Christmas season. The first thing Luke tells us is that she did not depart from the temple. You know, the temple was where the people of God would gather to hear the Word of God read and taught. It was also a place where they would offer sacrifices. They would gather with other believers. And it says that Anna gathered consistently at the temple with God's people to worship. Now it says she didn't depart from the temple. This doesn't mean that she like went in the temple and never left. But this means like maybe you've heard this said. You know, every time the church doors are open, I was there. I practically lived there. You've heard people say that? That was Anna. I mean, she was saying, you know, I'm, I'm worshiping with God's people. I'm going to be with God's people and, and worship. And I believe that helped her worship. Now today, obviously we don't take trips to Jerusalem and try to you know, rebuild this physical temple so we can go inside of it. Uh, the New Testament tells us that we don't need to do that because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you accept Christ in your life, God dwells within you, not just in a building somewhere, but in you. And so as the church gathers together, God is in our midst. And so it's important as well, not only 
for the Old Testament saints to gather in the temple, but for us to gather with God's people, gather with the church regularly for worship. And so this season, I was just telling our Sunday school class earlier that we do have several things planned, activities and gatherings planned during this Christmas season that I hope will help you worship the Lord. Uh, Obviously, we're going to gather here every Sunday morning at 945 for Sunday school, which is our small group ministry Bible study. And then at 11 o'clock for a worship service like this uh, as we move into Advent. And I hope these times will help you and help prepare you to worship the Lord during this Christmas season. Uh, but we also have some, some more celebratory times of uh, like the Hanging of the Green service, which will be a fun time uh, next Sunday night. We'll also have musical expressions of worship as our children's choir will sing on December the 9th. And then our adult choir is going to present a musical presentation on December the 16th. So there are going to be several ways that we'll worship together. We're also doing something uh, that we haven't done before this year. We're going to have a service on Wednesday, December the 19th at 6.15 called the, uh, the Longest Night. And uh, I mentioned this earlier, but you know, sorrow and grief, the sorrow and the grief that you know, Anna experienced is similar to what some of us experience as well as we move into this season without those we love. Maybe they've gone to be with the Lord Uh, And they're no longer with us. And so this season can also be a time of sorrow and grief. And so that service is designed on that Wednesday night, December 19th, to be a time of worship uh, that is filled with um, remembrance, that we remember those who have gone to be with the Lord. It's also a time of assurance and comfort as we reflect on the promises of God and how He is a faithful God to fulfill His promises to us. And so I hope you'll join us for that. We'll also gather on Christmas Eve uh, to celebrate Christmas, and uh, that'll be a time filled with the reading of God's Word and the singing of Christmas hymns. And so all of these gatherings are meant to help you worship the Lord. That's why they're there. And so I'm hoping that you, like Anna, will take advantage of those times and gather with the people of God so that you may worship Him The second thing Luke tells us that she did was that she worshipped with fasting and prayer night and day. And what this tells us is that Anna's worship was not just public, but it was also private. Because fasting and prayer are activities that you can do alone with God. They're not necessarily meant to be uh, publicized, right? And so, yes, she gathered publicly with the people of God and worshipped publicly, but she also worshipped privately. And so spending time alone with God is one of the primary ways we worship. So our worship needs to be public, but our public worship should be an overflow of our private worship. And I'm not sure of what type of uh, you know, routine you have in your day to, to gather with God, you, just you and God, and worship Him privately. Maybe you have a Bible reading plan. You know, we've been reading through the New Testament uh, through 2018, and so we're Coming to the, the end of that, obviously, that's one of the Bible reading plans I've been using. Uh, and maybe you have a time of prayer that you incorporate in your day, and that, that is very good. Uh, but one of the ways that I prepare my heart in the Christmas season just to worship the Lord is by using an Advent devotional. Maybe some of you have done this before. You know, Advent devotional is a four-week devotional that uh, goes through each week of Advent. It's a daily devotional that is filled with Scripture reading. Uh, maybe some commentary, 
uh, a prayer, maybe an activity. But it's a great way to keep your focus on Christ this season. And uh, out in the vestibule, you probably saw them when you came in, but I actually printed off some of these for you all. And there's two of them. There's one that is meant for families. So if you have, still have children in the home, uh, this one is a good one to grab. It's called Knowing Him by Name. And so this is a great resource uh, that you can use with your children. And it's meant to be used as a family. And uh, there's you know, scripture, there's activities, there's prayers in here. Uh, that you can go through each day of Advent. It's a very beneficial um, devotional. Also, the other one for the individuals is called Come, Lord Jesus, Come. And they're in the back for you to take. They're free. And i also post the links to these online. These are free. Uh, you can you know, pull them up on your tablet or your computer, uh, or you can print them off yourself if you like. But I have several copies out there for you. But the point is, you know, just like Anna not only worshipped publicly as she was waiting for the Messiah, and she was worshiping God in the midst of her waiting. Yes, we should gather publicly with the people of God, but we also should gather privately with God and spend time in His Word and prayer. And this is a helpful way that I found uh, to do that during this season. The third thing that Anna did was that she gave thanks to God. In verse 38 we read, And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God. So Anna, you, you can kind of picture it. Simeon's, uh, he has Jesus in his arms and he's proclaiming this blessing to the Lord and how God has finally sent uh, the Messiah to bring salvation to both the Gentiles and the people of Israel. And as he's doing this, Anna comes in and she encounters Simeon doing this and she sees Mary and Joseph and Jesus, baby Jesus there in Simeon's arms. And... Uh, As she approached, she recognized what was going on. And she recognized Jesus as the Messiah. And I think one of the reasons she was able to recognize Him as the Messiah at such a young age is because of her gift. Her gift of prophecy. She had great insight in what God was doing. And so she recognizes that this is the Messiah. This is the one God has sent to bring salvation. And what does she do? She gives thanks to God. She gives thanks to God. And so obviously Thanksgiving was last week, and maybe we participated in some giving of thanks then. But for the Christian, we give thanks primarily because of what God has done for us, for who He is and what He's done for us in Christ. And so it's not limited just to a day where we eat turkey, which is great, but also it's meant for every day, that we can give thanks to God as we reflect on what the coming of Christ meant for us and means to us even today. And as we anticipate his second coming as well. This prompted Anna to give thanks and hopefully it prompts you to give thanks as well. The fourth thing, the fourth thing she did was that she spoke of Jesus to those around her. Look at verse 38 again. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So we see, okay, Anna's worship was public and private. When she met Jesus, she gave, she gave thanks to God. And then she began to tell those around her of what God has done through Jesus. And what He will do. That He has sent the Messiah. And so I want to encourage you, you know, during this Christmas season, uh, as you seek to worship, you know, give thanks to God for Christ and what He's accomplished for you on the cross and through His resurrection. And what He will accomplish in His second coming. But also look for opportunities 
to tell those around you about Christ. I mean, I know I've shared this with some of you before, but uh, not long after I became a Christian, I was trying to look for ways to share Christ with my family. And my, my mother has four sisters, and we'd all gather together for Christmas. And my grandmother was a strong believer, and one of the things that she would often do is read Luke chapter 2. Uh, when we all gather as a family. And so I called my grandmother and I asked my grandmother, do you mind if I read Luke 2 this year and share my testimony with my family? And so she you know, allowed me to do so. And so I was able to, to stand before them. And cook. like I said, my mom's got four sisters and they have lots of kids. And so it was quite the crowd. Um, but I was able to share from God's word what he had done through Jesus. And then I was able to share what God has done in my life as I placed my faith in Christ. And so maybe that's something you might do, but there may be other ways, too, for you to be able to share Jesus with those around you. And that's what we see Anna doing as she realized God has sent the Messiah. And then she began to tell those around her about this Messiah that God is bringing about redemption. So as we get ready for Christmas, you know, decorate your house. Some of you have a lot of work to do. You haven't even started yet. So you've got some work to do. Decorate your house. Buy your ugly sweater. I already have mine. It's kind of a Star Wars themed Christmas Darth Vader type thing. Uh, get your ugly Christmas sweater if that's what you want to do. Buy the presents. Bake the cookies. Plan the gatherings. You know, do all those things. Those are very fun things. But just don't let your preparation stop there. You know, let's let's gather with the church. Let's let's spend time with God through His. Through reading His Word and through prayer. Let's give thanks to God for what He's done through Christ. And let's look for opportunities to share Christ with those around us. Let us pray. Father, we thank You for Anna. We thank You for her example in Scripture. That we can look to her and see a faithful woman who experienced a lot of difficulty in her life. And yet she sought to use the gifts that You had given her uh, for worship and to help those around her to worship. Well, we just pray that you would help us to worship this season as we prepare for Christmas. Lord, help us to gather with your people and, and not only seek for what we can get out of it, but also to serve others and to help others uh, worship and share our gifts with each other. And Lord, I pray that you would help us also to find ways to carve out time each day to spend time with you. And worship. And Lord, help us to be a thankful people as we reflect not only on fun family traditions and different great, just great memories that this season may conjure up, but Lord, help us to remember Christ and remember what you've done for us through Him and let us be thankful. And let us look for ways to share your grace and your love with others as we tell them about what you have done through your Son for the world and for us that they may know you personally as well. We thank you for this, this church family here. We just pray you would help us to uh, worship you now and throughout this season. In Jesus' name, amen.